You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. We're getting real with women who inspire us. The three of us together have a lot of experience discussing real issues that affect real women. Now we're giving you a chance to actually hear how we talk about the topics in the newsroom behind the scenes here on the Oklahoma Women Want to Know podcast. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Oklahoma Women Want to Know podcast. A parent's worst nightmare is losing a child. And Amy Mutispa is with us right now. She lost a child, but she turned her sadness into something positive to help other children. And we're going to have her explain all of this in just a moment. First, I want to introduce myself. I'm Jen Townley. I am the co-host of 1023 KRMG's Morning News with Dan Potter. And I'm Crystal Kelly, a news reporter at KRMG. And Amy, please introduce yourself. Good morning. I'm Amy Mutispawn. I'm a Collinsville resident. And you are very involved with infant swimming resources, uh, specific type of classes. Yes, ma'am, the infant swimming resource. And what exactly is this? If we can first maybe talk about um, you lost a child, your child drowned. And that is how you got started with this mission of yours to inform everyone that you can about these classes. So you can tell us a little bit about your your personal struggles and how it led you to where you are and to what these classes are about. Yes, ma'am. Uh, in 2018, I took my three children to a pool party uh, in South Owasso. Um, it was just a typical Monday. Uh, it was a great party. By the end of it, I saw a mother that had not had a lot of conversation because all the rest of us had been in the water. And um, I wanted to make sure that she had some connection. So my son Evan had been what I thought was crawling around in a what they were kids were referring to as a kiddie pool. So I thought it was shallow, which made me feel a false sense of security that if I just went, you know, 10 or 20 feet away from him to go say hello and keep one eye on him, that he would be fine. But in reality, he was crawling around on the seat of an in-ground hot tub, which was deep in the middle. And so in my divided attention with the mother that I was trying to connect with and keeping one eye on him, um, also watching my other two who were older swimming around in the water, he went face down and drowned. Um, it ended up being a fatal drowning. And um, it took about five months of processing that before I realized we had an infant swimming resource instructor in Collinsville uh, who had reached out to our school because many of our students had been there. It was a school officiated party. And um, she was offering a very good discount because she wanted to help bring some healing to the students who had witnessed and been part of that. And so when I reached out to her to ask if I could enroll my daughter, Ruby, who was five at the time, that's when she realized who I was. And she's like, oh, please come, let me scholarship you and help you with this journey. And after six weeks of my daughter training with her and watching her go from sinking to owning the entire pool, I asked her, would you like to do some marketing? Would you like to go on the newspaper with me or the news that our country and our community needs to hear about you? 
And so she agreed to do it. And that's how the ball got rolling. So um, what exactly are these classes about? It's different than your typical swimming class. For starters, the children are very young. Infants is in the title. So how does this work? To te- I, I just find it interesting how you can even teach an infant how to do any of this. Those instructors, uh, they go down to, I believe my, my friend Joanna went down to uh, uh, Florida to train. I believe it was Florida. Uh, for six, eight weeks of intense, they learn about the human anatomy, the psychology, all of the things about a child besides in addition to the skilling of them in the water. And when they get that certification, there's also a board of nurses who double check each and every applicant to make sure that they are physically able. And once everything passes through, those instructors take children as young as six months old and they teach them how to roll over into a float. By the time they're a year old, they're teaching them how to roll into a float and then roll back into a swim, float, swim sequence so that if they ended up in a body of water, they could survive and and depend on their own buoyancy to save themselves. It is an incredible process to watch. And is that kind of instinctual? For the baby, once you get them going, it's it's cra- it's crafted by muscle memory. So just uh, it, they they come and they meet ten minutes a day, Monday through Friday, and it's the repetitive of learning to trust their muscle memory as they work through those exercises. That the light bulb just goes off and they just start learning what to do. So do you do you essentially? Throw the throw the child in the pool. They and, do not. Okay, because no, that, that, no. that's what I'm like. Oh that's how I learned. Now there are some instructors that are not ISR instructors that you'll see on YouTube and whatnot, and they're throwing those kids in. Now, um, on the test day, if you will, at the end of like say a six week session when they're showing their test skills, they will gently kind of roll them in like upside down to kind of mimic a real world situation of falling into water. And it's not. They're not throwing them in the water, though. So, and by the time that their test comes around, they know when they get rolled into this water to just roll on their back? Yes. That's incredible. It is. It it really is. I was saying earlier, my son's 28, and I never heard about anything like this when he was growing up, but you said it's been around for a long time. Yeah, I believe the late 60s. That's Somewhere crazy. Somewhere in the 60s, yeah. So how did how does this all how did this get started? I guess the classes in general with the 60s. Do you know the history or uh, you know there I forgot the man's name. I should probably know him by now. But he he was a founder of ISR. There was a child that drowned in his neighborhood, I believe, and he um began the program and developed it and uh it's just been going ever since where instructors are learning through the program to help children uh, roll into their float and save themselves. It's pool season now and I have little ones. So, you know, I'm always worried at the pool watching them like a hawk. And it's just, it's something that really can help alleviate a lot of stress knowing that their child is going to be able to do something that seems so simple, but it, it takes a lot of work. Can you walk us through these classes, how it all like when you when you first get there, mm-hmm. first day. Yes, the there's a there are some little notes that you sign in on your iPad to tell your instructor how your child's doing for the day. They communicate with you to make sure that they're feeling well enough to do lesson. It's ten minutes of whatever that child is going to be working on for their skill that day. Um, I've watched Joanna Gilkey train hundreds of kids, and it's always different with each student. It's a specialized, customized plan for each and every one. How are the children 
in the beginning? Do they cry a lot? Sometimes. Sometimes because they're scared. They're like, what are you doing to me? And they go underwater for the first time and that's a new experience and it's a little scary. But as they start to realize, it's like anything else with practice, they the light bulb goes off and they start realizing what is expected of them. And I would think that this, to me, it would be just as important as when you're teaching them to walk, when you're potty training. It should just be something that you just work into that because it, it only takes a split second. Right. Right. And drowning is the number one cause of accidental death in ages one to four. So if you know that as a parent, you're not going to just sit by and hope that it, you won't be the next statistic. You're going to do something about skilling them. So when when the child is first put into the water, is the parent in the water too? Is it the instructor that's in the water as well? How does that work out? It's a one-on-one lesson, one-on-one lesson with the instructor and the child. Uh, the parents sit right on the side so they can be close by. Um, my friend Joanna has a setup to where it's an L-shaped building. And if a parent wants to just go around the corner for a minute, she has a camera set up so that parents can watch on a screen. Because some parents feel like my child does better if they don't see me. Right, but they're right. not far. They're literally just right there behind the corner. So it's whatever the parent feels more comfortable doing. And it's one-on-one, -on -one, you said, so that it way is. you don't have any outside distractions. Sometimes uh, if there's another session waiting, they might be on the side also. Um, but it's not a group. So you're not going to have to worry about a couple of their students falling into the water while you're training that one. Have you met these mothers that are bringing their child to this? I have. I've met several swim families, and they're all so grateful for her and, and the program. And and um, they always say they're grateful they did it. Even I've been there on day one when some of the moms are ready to back out, and I tell Evan's story, and they say, well, all right, we'll give it a little bit longer. And by the end of the week, they just, they realize, okay, my son or my daughter's getting this, and we're going to stick it out. And then by six weeks, they're thanking Joanna because some of them have in-ground pools that haven't been pool-fenced. And they know that their child's going to be able to self-rescue. Well, and a lot of kids also drown in the bathtub. So they do. I would think just it being, you know, in their minds, if you have to run out and get a towel or, you know, whatever, that's a good skill for them to have, even when they're taking a bath. Right. Well, we hope that moms wouldn't leave their kids ever yeah, from the tub. Uh, me too. Yeah. But. Right. No, I, I, I before, my husband's always like, hey, it's time to give Jake a bath. I'm like, okay, I'm not ready. Right. I have so many things to set up. I have to set up the towels, the water, the toys. I'm like, because I, I don't want to leave the bathroom for a split second. Right. Now he's a little old enough where I can grab his sister and be like, get over here. I need to get something. But, and I know we have a neighborhood pool. And, and I know just walking into the neighborhood pool while we love going and we go all the time in the summer, I'm always having that concern of don't leave my sight. You can't go in without your floaty on. Mm -hmm. And so it just gives you a little bit more sense of security knowing that your child has this muscle memory. Right. Even though I am, you know, parent of an older person, um, you know, I feel like when I go to places where I see a lot of kids, I kind of watch them like a hawk, too, because I think as a community, we kind of need to do that. Um, you know, some of these moms are so distracted. They're young. You know, they've got so many things going on. Or multiple children. Right. So I feel like, you know, this is a great thing for them to have, but we should also be, you know, diligent in watching our community. What about um, statistics-wise? Um, 
How common is it for a drowning to happen? And not only how common is it, how quickly does this happen? Well, since it's the number one cause of accidental mm-hmm. death, I would say it's happening all the time. Texas, I just saw from the Judah Brown Project, a nonprofit down there, Christy Brown, she lost a son to a drowning. Her and, and that Courtney, they founded this profit, just posted that Texas has now... As, as of this year, 26 fatal drownings already. And so, and that's just going to go up, unfortunately. Um, it's silent. It's quick. You don't know it's coming unless you know it's coming, which is why we tell this story about Evan, because I was a mom that showed up at a pool party and just thought we were going to swim and go home. And moms and dads need to realize that they could be the next one if their kids aren't skilled. Mm, that. That that is just, it's almost like how can you not do it? Right. Because that's your child. Right. And split second. Well, we I just took for granted we were going to go home. I took for granted that we were just going to have a fun day, and my dad's birthday was that night, and we were going to go celebrate him. But, you know, you can make your plans, but if you haven't planned for what you're in at the moment, this is what our warning is to you as parents is that don't assume it can't be you. Get your kids skilled while there's time. And is that um, the conversation that you have with a lot of these parents when they come to check out the class? Well, when I meet the parents, they're already enrolled and their children are in the water for their first session. And what I do is I affirm their decisions and I say, hey, look at my life. I'm here to tell you you're doing the right thing and I'm proud of you. That, I, think, that I think people need that. They do. They um, need to be encouraged to know that, gosh, it's painful to watch my child look uncomfortable or watch them cry because they look fr- frightened right now. But it's better than a PICU experience. Right. You can always weigh it against what it could be. Right. And what about uh, this is done at uh, this woman's house, right? What's Mm -hmm. her name again? Joanna Gilkey. Joanna Gilkey. And she's in Owasso. She lives in Collinsville. Collinsville. Mm -hmm. And um, what what about year-round? Does she do this year-round? Or is it just during the summer months? How often are these classes provided? She kicks off her season in January every year and runs okay. till about maybe mid-September, end of mid-September, end of September. And then she has, you know, October through December is holiday time. So a lot of parents are in and out and sessions wouldn't be consistent. So she takes that time off. And so, I would imagine you would have to be completely consistent with this in order to kick in the muscle memory. That's right. So it's 10 minutes every day, Monday through Friday for six weeks? On average. What about uh, people concerned about the commitment? That is a big commitment. I know it is. Long term, the idea of having your child's safety, mm-hmm. that, that's paramount, obviously. Mm-hmm. But do, how does that work with, do they work with you or is it like certain time? It's a private class, right? It is. And it is, it's a set schedule. It's Monday through Friday, 10 minutes, but you sign up for the time that works for you. She has a pretty broad range usually. She also travels to other communities for various times of year. She'll do Jinx, and I know she's done Broken Arrow. We also have Allison Cohn of Midtown. We have Mariah Crystal of Owasso. And in Bartlesville, we have Jesse De Herrera. So we have different places that people can go. Um, but they wouldn't they wouldn't share that one child. Like, if you can't go to Joanna on Monday, you can go to Allison. It wouldn't work like that. You would be committed to your one instructor for your session. Okay, that makes sense, because mm-hmm. you're having to create this relationship. Right. It, is, it is an infant. Right. Is there certain... Um, different age groups? Does it have to be infants? Can it be a toddler? They take them at six months all the way up. I know Joanne has trained as old as I think eight or nine. It's 
sometimes harder when they get that big. So that's not something that's real common. But the, the, broad, the general broad range is six months to six years old. And I think this is especially important because all these neighborhoods are popping up and they all have swimming pools. Mm-hmm. Used to, you just had one in your backyard, but now there's a ton of kids running around. And I mean, just in the chaos a parent could just lose sight. Not just neighborhood pools, neighborhood ponds. And our parks in Owasso are all covered in ponds, which the the play equipment happens to be right by several of the ponds. So there aren't any guards for that. So this is why I'm saying, please heed the warning parents while you have time. I didn't even think about ponds. I didn't either. They're They're everywhere. They're everywhere. I, and I see, you know, I live in Owasso, so driving around, you see water backing up to people's homes. Yes. I've seen where I'm like, oh, that house has such a pretty bridge. I'm like, oh, because it, it's over water. Mm-hmm. And and then I'm like, well, I, that would scare me. So this really does give you that sense of yeah. something, that you're doing something. And I think all parents need just that sense of security will just comfort them a little bit more. Um, you've got so many things to worry about with your kids that why not just take something off the table? Right. Well, and some of those houses that back up to ponds have like chain link fences as the, as the divider. Kids can climb can, that can, so yes. easily. So the, the peace of mind would be essential, I would think. And uh, so if you have a parent that's on the fence, and they're not sure what they want to do or if they're worried about the cost or the time commitment, what is it that you say to them? To say like, hey, this is... If they are coming to me and they really ask me, then I would openly say, well, you have a 50% chance that your child will be dead by the time they start kindergarten because drowning is the actual number one cause of accidental death. Oh, that's huge. That's a pretty hard thing to tell a parent. No one wants right. to hear that, but that's my... That's my stance, 50% chance. Yeah, they need to be told that sometimes. And I feel like you, even though you've gone through so much, you are saving all these babies by telling their parents, hey, this can happen so fast. And to me, that it's just amazing. Most people would just, you know, be devastated and stop there. But you're doing something. You're making his life matter. I don't know what else to do with it. It's the only thing I know to honor him, honor my husband. What a lot of people don't know is the day before the pool party, my husband who works away from home had called and he had said, hey, make sure you get that life jacket for Evan because it had been left at another pool party. And I was like, okay, I will. And when Monday came, we were just crazy busy, so much going on. And I was like, told my kids, we'll just keep an eye on him. Just like most people would say, we'll just keep an eye on him. And that's where I went wrong, totally wrong. I should have honored what my husband said, and I should have made sure that he was right on my hip the whole day. So another thing that parents can learn from me in that moment is do that. Be present as a parent to do everything. Put all the layers of protection in place. The number one best thing to do is skill them so they don't depend on anything but themselves. But if you haven't done that yet, then you've got to get all your layers of protection in place and get those life jackets on. And not just the flimsy cheap ones either that the tag says, this is not a life-saving device. You need to get one. U.S. Coast Guard certified devices were meant for open bodies of water, but they are what I would put on a child if you were going to a pool party and they weren't skilled. Because you know if the Coast Guard says they'll save a life in an open body of water, then they have a chance for that in a pool as well. And we do a lot of lakes around Mm -hmm. here. you know, mm-hmm. we, we've heard so many drownings on the lakes 
just because the kid kind of wandered off a little bit and, you know, also falling off a boat. I mean, you just, there's so many things that could go wrong. Right. And accidents are called accidents for a reason. Right. You know, well, um, how could people find you, find the class? Where do they need to go online to find all this information? The classes can be found at infantswim.com. There's a link on there where you can type in your zip code to find your nearest instructor. And that is worldwide website for wherever you are. Um, I'm on Facebook. They are always welcome to reach out to me there and ask any questions. I'm happy to answer anything they, they need to know. And what about um, cost? How expensive are these classes? The last I heard, the registration fee was 105 and then it was $100 per week. Okay. And I would say that's worth it. I'd I say mean, it's worth it too. Yes. I mean, you think about your, you know, fixing your kids' teeth, you're fixing, you know, keeping them all well. This is just part of it. Well, I know a lot of mamas from being around the swim instructors who said, well, I went to a certain, certain place and I spent all this money and I've been there two years and they still can't really float. And I say, well, you've already spent more there than you would have at ISR and you could have been done in about six weeks or less. So give it a chance. And I've had a mom who finally decided to go for it. And her daughters ended up owning the pool in six short weeks after two or three years of being elsewhere. So I always say, just go to where we know is effective and where you're not going to waste your time. It is a lot of time and commitment, but what is the value of the life of your child? Right. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this and sharing your story with us. And thank you for joining us on the Oklahoma Women Want to Know podcast. Thank you for joining us once again on Oklahoma Women Want to Know. Tune in each Wednesday at 5 a.m. for the latest episode. And don't forget to drop us a review. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.